0: Given its importance, I want to delve into issues regarding the subjects of insurance and investment management. Firstly, on term versus whole life insurance. I've been advocating since the early 2000s to buy term insurance plans instead of whole life insurance. There are several compelling reasons. Firstly, most of us do not need insurance to cover beyond our retirement years except for medical expense insurance such as hospitalisation and surgical plans. Secondly, the premiums for whole-life plans can be 10 times more expensive than term plans, and as such, one can never afford to cover their risk fully. Thirdly, the savings in premiums between a whole-life and term plans may be invested to get much better returns if desired. Next on hospitalisation, I was once interviewed by a local newspaper on the issue of medical insurance. I stated plainly that many Singaporeans were being sold the wrong type of insurance for the wrong purpose. Many were told that insurance coverage for the major dread diseases or critical illness plan were for paying medical bills. This is technically incorrect. Let me explain. Well, firstly... Dread disease critical illness insurance are meant to replace one's income when he cannot work due to a major illness. Secondly, you are paying too much premium for a narrow or limited cover. And thirdly, a lower cost and more comprehensive option is available using hospitalization and surgical insurance. So, did my advice cause Singaporeans to relook at the way? that they had been buying insurance? The answer was a sad no. How did I know? Commission's Free Insurance, or CFI in short, was a new division that we set up in 2004 to serve the general mass. And when we set up, it revealed it. It revealed that many Singaporeans still look at insurance the wrong way. Despite our pleading and explanations, many of the hundreds of Singaporeans who knew about CFI online still succumbed to the strong sales power of the financial salespeople. They continue to spend thousands of dollars each year in premiums on inappropriate insurance that would never fully cover their needs. They still think that this is normal, that they can never afford full coverage. In 2014, 10 years after the launch of commissions-free insurance, or I can say 10 years after the failure of commissions-free insurance, we attempted again through DIY insurance. Now, this insurance portal at that point in time had seen more than 350,000 users. DIY insurance, unlike CFI, retained some commission but rebated up to half of the advisor's commission's to clients but since then it was sold to NTUC Enterprise as part of our joint venture to form Money Hour in 2018. But we have completely divested from Money Hour since 1st June of 2022. So we no longer own Money Hour and we feel that there is a better way to still plan for insurance for the general mass. On investment management, I've written about how Singaporeans, including financial advisors alike, have no confidence in whether their investments will bring them to where they want to be. The answer is simple. Many of their investment portfolios are not financially modelled based on data, but are instead created due to the gut feel of their advisors they do not know what to specifically expect from their investments in terms of the returns that they should get with the amount of volatility they would be comfortable with. Therefore, there is no way to verify what has gone right or wrong with their investments, and therefore no appropriate actions can be taken when they should have been taken. Unknown to many, what has motivated me To talk about whatever I've shared above, and it was written in a local newspaper, was due to a conversation I had with a very senior person. Let's call him John, from a financial advisory firm. Well, John shared that his firm's conservative portfolio had done badly, while the aggressive one had done well. When I asked him what he thought the reasons were, he confessed that he was unsure he added that his firm's asset allocation process is based on where the investment committee felt the market was going and accordingly allocate say 30% to bonds and 70% to equities they do not subscribe to any financial data frankly i could not believe what john had shared How can a responsible advisor manage clients' hard-earned money without any data, so as to support the asset allocation process? I'm not saying that investment decisions should be taken purely based on quantitative methods, but it is totally unacceptable without it. Today, however, millions or maybe even billions of dollars have been plunged into portfolios of this nature due to well-rehearsed sales pitches. By the time investors realise something isn't quite right, it is already too late. Some people have commented that my firm is just being naive to attempt the fee-only or commissions-free way of providing advice. They claim that Singaporeans are not ready and not sophisticated enough. They also remark to me that we cannot compete against a huge army of salespeople out there, recruited and motivated on the basis of earning high income in this industry. And fast. In addition, we cannot fight against the huge marketing budget of huge financial institutions. I'm upset. Because in many ways, they are right. Those who have become our clients are the minority of the affluent, high net worth individuals and mass affluent. The majority of the Singaporeans out there continue to dish out thousands of dollars each year, paying commissions, buying products. When things don't turn out the way they expect it to be, they blame the profession. You sense my frustration, don't you? Someone has asked me, why don't you just go along with the flow? Just give people what they want and earn the lucrative commissions that come along with it. To this, I have two stories to tell. Story number one. In 2001, my son was warded in hospital due to gastroenteritis. He stayed in a one-bidder throughout his admission, received the best treatment and accommodation. While I was in the lobby reading some magazines and whiling away my time, I overheard a telephone conversation of a woman. Apparently, her son was warded for a more serious illness. She was sobbing and lamenting that she might have problems with the medical bills and that the benefits of insurance were all but a big lie. She said that she had paid hundreds of dollars each month for her son's insurance but she would not be able to claim a single cent. As for my son, he left the hospital three days later without me having to pay a single cent, all because I had an insurance for him and that cost only hundreds of dollars per year. Well, you guessed it right. What I bought for my son was a hospitalisation plan whereas for that lady, it was quite likely that she bought a critical illness plan, which she could not claim because the son was not awarded for a critical condition. Story number two. One day, someone told me that our common friend, who had retired from the civil service some time back, had lost more than half of his pension due to poor investment decisions. He was in his mid 60s and had to continue working. What lessons can we draw from the two stories that I've just shared? The answer is simply this. We are not dealing with people's money, or rather, we are not just dealing with people's money, but their lives. It is not that we are not interested in being profitable. It is just that we believe that the wealth advisory business is not a get-rich-quick scheme at the expense of people's dreams. And that is why we have decided to go fee-only since the day we started back in the early two thousand. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence Services, kindly visit provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views, or opinions from interviews, recommendations, and other information broadcasted, podcasted, or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Providence Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Providence Limited.